Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to LA is our house, everybody. We're you are back for a two hundred and sixty eighth time. So thank you very much Why for would that. Why you do that? You guys must be just as sick as we are. We didn't think we'd make it to like episode five. <laughs> <laughs> But here we are. Uh, so we got some stuff to talk about. Another loss. You know, that's that. That's not used. I, I didn't uh, even. I didn't even get to be here for the win. Episode. Yeah, you were. Yeah, the thing is, is that like. Uh, oh, by the way, this is David Arona. He's going to be joining Hi. me tonight. Uh, Hi there. <laughs> I, w- I will be your host, Louis Barone. Uh, as uh, you can tell, Bobby will not be with us uh, this week. Man, we can't get all three of us together. Like it's been like almost a month, I think, yeah. since that's yeah. happened. It's, it's that dog days of summer, man. That's what it is. I guess so. I mean, I I kind of understand, right? Like, I mean, you you took two two weeks off. You're like, man, these guys suck. I'm I'm not coming into work today. And then Bobby buys at the same thing after the last game. I think I'm gonna take a sick day next week. Like, dude, <laughs> like I don't want to do this anymore either. Wait, you were? <laughs> wait a minute. Weren't you going to? Uh, probably. <laughs> Weren't you going to a few weeks? Or wait, didn't you? Did I? I don't think so. No, you didn't. No, no, no. We ended up changing the date, and then you. Yeah. 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 So I try to call out sick, and then you guys. Nope, you're coming to work. (laughs) So fine, whatever. Uh. So yeah. So we got stuff to talk about. We've got uh, a loss. We've got uh some uh talking about some more expected goals some more expected goal stats i love it i love it we'll get into that david i'm not even sure you're aware of this so that that should be fun and a uh very possible new signing that may be a big deal we'll talk about it so uh let's get into the game wait do we sign do we sign luis suarez we'll get there okay (laughs) That was last uh, week. That you was last week. Me, you guys told me you didn't want it. <laughs> For the record, I do not want to ever have Luis Suarez put my jersey on. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I said that that was a long shot. I didn't think that was going to happen. So it's not going to happen. Uh, all right, Galaxy going into Dallas, losing one nil. Um. No surprise. It's okay. So, balls and beers last week. I had Dallas winning with a lock. David, you had Dallas winning. I think you had like a three. So, it was a pretty confident bet. Uh, Bobby had a draw for one, which is code for Dallas is going to win. Because uh, <laughs> you won't officially bet against the Galaxy. He has, but it's, you know, it's rare. Uh, we all basically had Dallas winning this game. I will admit, however, that this game was a lot closer than I expected. Um, what do you think? Um, I don't think it was very close at all, to be honest with you. I think when Dallas got their goal, it was kind of over. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. I didn't have any confidence. Like, I didn't think that the Galaxy would get a goal. I mean, Dejan even missed the penalty. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I love how you said missed no, when. No uh, comment. I, he, it got blocked. Um, I don't care. I don't care. You said it missed. It, he missed. Um, did you see the? Did, did you see that someone on Twitter said the same thing? It's like he didn't yeah, miss it. That, he he that, blocked that it. Person, I was like, that person is correct. He the the penalty got blocked. The penalty did get it blocked. It was on target. By definition, he missed it. No, he didn't. He did. Something got it. Something out of the way. I I, I could go. You. I could tell you a screen. I, if, if I say. If I say someone missed. Why a penalty, are we arguing about this? Because it's hilarious, and I'm right. Anyway, um, so w- when I thought the game was. Cabral like, misses it, penalties. Okay. Okay, that's a really. <laughs> come on, come on. Those are misses. <laughs> that goal he scored against Atlanta, the first goal against Atlanta in history. Good God. I, I expected him. I expected him to miss it. <laughs> well, we all I expected it to, to go across it. and and go wide the other post. Did That's you? How... I'm assuming you do. I know Bobby does it, but you do listen to the episode, so I know you yeah. listened to last yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I said that that the uh, that the expected goals uh, for that particular shot was point nine one. So ninety one percent chance that. 
91% chance that it was going to go in. And you're like, who the, Bobby asked, who the hell misses that? Well, 9% is probably Kevin Cabral. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, Pifainis has probably missed from that range. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I know I've seen a couple of, uh, of like, uh, Twitter, right? Just, yeah, you know, people <laughs> right. missing that shot. So yeah, I, I, I would yeah. guess that there's a percentage right there. Yeah, yeah, and even then, like nine percent is still pretty, pretty high. Yeah, pretty uh, no, either I'm way, pretty slim. Come on. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, when you think about it, like a hundred shots, nine people miss it. Like, oh my god, you would yeah, think maybe like probably one. it's probably a lot less than that and so it's the percentage goes up yeah right uh so uh, so, so here's the thing so uh, the i thought the galaxy would get blown out in this game right um i figured that they would lay an egg and for what it's worth in the first half it kind of seemed like they did uh they really didn't feel like playing but i i think it was kind of like both sides right i mean it was just you know they, they, dallas got ahead early um and that's all they needed um Look, let's get into the stats here because it's 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 pretty ugly um, all around. Sixty-two to thirty-eight ball possession in favor of the Galaxy. That that that's that's a pretty good advantage for the Galaxy there. Uh, most of that came, I'm assuming, in the second half. Um, either way, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's one of those games where you did a lot of possession, but you know, the eye test here may have been a little. Um, distorted, you know, the, the way we see things here, because a lot of people said, and including myself, I thought maybe in the second half they did play better, but let's go ahead and analyze if that's true or not. 62 to 38% uh, possession in favor of the Galaxy, 15 total shots for Dallas, 10 total shots for the Galaxy, uh, seven shots were on target for Dallas, so Bond had a busy night. Um, uh, saving six of them. Uh, Galaxy only got three on target. By the way, one was the penalty. Um, four big chances for Dallas. They missed three of them. Now, I don't really know where these big chances necessarily come into play here um, because quite well, 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 I'll get into the expected goals right now. Um only one big chance for the Galaxy. I have to assume it was a penalty. So, uh, Yovan misses there, and uh, that's it. Expected goals. Let's talk about the expected goals here. 1.44 for the Galaxy. 1.16 for Dallas. Um, now, if we're getting four big chances... 1.16 is actually kind of low. Um, not really sure where it's coming from. I mean, uh, it's th th there were I don't know what it was the the Chicha shot. Well, right? I'm talking about da no, I'm talking about oh, Dallas. You're talking about Dallas. Okay, I'm talking about Dallas. Okay, so defensively, uh, with the exception of the goal, obviously, and you could blame Bond there if you want. But yeah, I, I think that's. Well, I mean, you know, Bond comes out. I don't know why he comes out the way he comes out, but there is that little deflection that uh, creates, you know, enough. But like Bond should have maybe stayed home on that one. I think. I'm sorry, I put a cracker in my mouth. Um, I think he made the explanation. He thought he was going to go around him. And he cheated a little bit, um, and then Hara ended up taking the shot and uh, megs him. Um, but either way. Expect the goals for the Galaxy, 1.44. The Galaxy had an expected goal of 0 0.35 in the first half. Uh, in the first half, Dallas had 0 0.38. So a very sluggish, very dull first half uh, um, of that game. Now, in the second half, uh, many people, including myself, thought, okay, well, the Galaxy did uh, better in the second half, probably should have had a goal, whatnot. Um, here's the thing. In the second half, they had an expected goal of 1.10. Keep in mind that penalties do count toward this, and a penalty's expected goal is 0 
79.79% that you're going to make a penalty kick. If you subtract that penalty, you have 0.65 expected goal for the entire game. And for the uh, second half, you would have the same 0.31. So you actually did worse without the penalty kick. You did worse in the second half than you did the first. Mm -hmm. Which is weird because I sure, like I said, including myself, I thought, okay, with Galaxy had more possession. It looked like they were the ones in the front foot. They looked like they had more attack um, in in the second half. Um, probably had a couple good chances, but according to the stats, and you could say, oh, stats don't tell the story. Okay, fine. It's, you know, if you don't want to believe in them, and then you're in, in, in some cases, you're correct. But in this one, I was kind of like, yeah, it, this kind of makes sense. You had only one big chance. I'm assuming, again, that's the penalty kick. And then in the second half, the expected goals for Dallas, 0.78. And again, I didn't see that. In the second half, because I thought the Galaxy were a little bit more dominant in the second half, felt like they were a little bit more offensive minded. Um, I, I I thought this was just again, it, it's an abysmal performance. And even if the eye test tells you that they were the better side, it's probably a case of you know the way we look at games, the way we see things, maybe a little distorted, right? Um, I know you're not a big fan. Of stats um no you've been talking a long time about expected goals and all i see is a zero on the the scoreline next to the galaxy so all of that does not matter to me um it does in the other way around um let's go ahead and talk about the rest of the uh the, the stats i'm sure that you are not aware of this so this is going to be kind of fun i i did say it early on in the season and it was brought up again uh just recently uh the Galaxy's expected goals for the season, they're in the top three in the entire league. That means that they should be one of the top three scoring teams in the league. If they were to have gotten something close to that number, they would be second only behind NYCFC as well as goal scored. Now, the other end of that is they are also the biggest underperformers Based on this 9.3 difference in what they've actually scored compared to what they should have scored. That's tops in the league. That is where like, it doesn't matter. Eh, It kind of does. So you're kind of saying, and this is where some have, I I saw again, you can play devil's advocate here. This is where you kind of defend Greg Vanny game plan may be correct. We may not see it, they're putting themselves in an opportunity to score. They're creating the chances, which means that some of the plays and some of the tactics may be working. And at that point, you're saying, when does it fall on the player? When do you start blaming the players and not necessarily the coach for doing this? Because if you're creating chances, the strategy may be working. If you're not finishing, well, the coach can't help you with that. That's pretty much on the player. So. Uh, courtesy of Alex Reese, I think of the mm-hmm. he's from the, the striker. He bro- uh, broke down the players' expected goals and the difference in them. These are kind of no-brainers. I'm sure you haven't seen these, right, Dave? Nope. I don't think you've no. Okay. Who has? As far as like the difference in expected goals from what they've created and what they've actually accomplished, who has the biggest difference? Okay, that is a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. That was up there at three po- uh, minus three point three. Who's second? As far as uh, uh, negative, because there's positives. Who's uh, second in negative? Um, probably Mark Delgado. No. Not at all. Yeah. I would have. I, I, I would have. I would have said Chicha. Um, it's not actually. It's actually Grant Seer. Grant oh Seer. yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see it as well. He is at minus two point four for yeah. what he's There's done. Been, I mean, I think in one game alone, in that LAFC game alone, he should have scored like three goals or or yeah. at least created a big chance. 
at that point and just flubbed a final touch or, you know, hesitated uh, a little bit too long. Yeah. Yep, I see uh, it. Yeah, I see it as well. Uh, Chicha is actually in third place at minus 2.2. Now, uh, another, again, no-brainer here. Uh, let's go the opposite direction. Who yeah, is Dijon. over... Okay, that's again. That's a that's a, that's a no brainer here. Uh, he is at plus three point five, and and I'll tell you right now that you know with, with Dejan coming in, some of these shots that you you know we, we look at it and you're like, oh, he should have buried that. That's an open header, or that's uh, you know you, you see it more often than not than not, or at least you think you see it more often than not going in. But a lot of these shots, especially like the shot that he took against Atlanta, uh, in the dying moments moment of Ooh, that game, beautiful. That, goal. It's a really, really nice goal. I, I was, I was disappointed that you guys didn't ask whether or not that was a golazo because I think that was a golazo. I don't, I don't think it was a golazo. I, I, I do think it was a very tough shot. Um, in fact, the expected goal I think was like zero point one nine. So it was like a nineteen percent chance that you were going to make that goal. Uh, obviously, he made it look easy. It wasn't. Um, I don't think it was a golazo, but it was a very, very nice goal. I, I want to say Bobby would agree with me. Otherwise, he probably would have said it was a golazo. But, um. You know, you look at those shots and you're thinking maybe it's a higher percentage. Uh, we talked about Chicha's uh, shot uh, that, that led to the Kevin Cabral's goal. He misses. He misses it. The uh, the, the rebound comes to Cabral right at the you know at the goal line. Uh, Chicha's shot was like 25 percent to go in. Now this is all by yourself. Your dominant foot right at the heart of the goal with a cross. Like again. You see that and like, oh, that should have been buried as if it's nine times out of 10, you should score that. And it turns out it's only one out of four, <laughs> 25%. So even the shots that we think, yeah, that should have been buried, they're still very low. They're still, you know, compared to, you know, what we may see it as, um, which is why some of these are are in there uh, as you as you may find a little surprising. Like Efrain Alvarez is at minus 1.5. We have seen Efrain Alvarez miss a lot of shots but he's his expected goals is also very low because he's taking shots from like you know midfield yeah. and shit you know he, he's taking shots that are like one oh, he stopped trying to go that. in he stopped trying that that left footer special in the top corner he stopped trying that yeah i wonder what uh, he stopped trying that i probably i don't know i don't know uh, he was like man that takes a lot of effort i get really yeah. tired <laughs> right um the, the the other uh, guy you said Mark Delgado, Mark Delgado he's actually above uh, 1.0. I think Mark Delgado has taken what two shots this year, and one of them went in. But I think, but I also think that uh, he gets into positions where if he had shot, um, he might have scored. But it, that, that that it doesn't count. If he doesn't take the shot, then it won't go down as expected goals. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So you have to take the shot. So even if you're saying, oh, you know, like it could go if you've set a cross and it's going across the face of the goal and three players miss it. We think, damn, that's a pretty big opportunity. It's going to go down to zero. Nobody took a shot. <laughs> so uh, you didn't have a chance. Like nobody took a shot. So you couldn't really say you expected a goal from this. You know, so um, that's the way it, it's calculated. Uh, Sega Koulibaly, 0 0.2. Again, obviously not taking too many shots. Um uh, and, uh, and if he is taking a shot, more than likely it's from a header, which, again, uh, lowers the expected goal because it's harder to do. Um, so I thought that that was a very interesting list, although it is, again, if you're looking at the top threes uh, for both sides, you're, it's probably a no-brainer. You know exactly yeah. who's yeah. underperforming it's, it's, it's and you it. know who's overperforming. Um, it's it not very interesting, to be honest with you. Well, I know, again, you're not a fan of numbers. I love numbers. I love breaking them down. Um, As you can tell by my balls and beer score. As not a you fan can of tell, numbers. not a fan of numbers. Um, so you know, I uh, and I and I follow the numbers and I win. Um, so I mean, I, I just I, I just find it interesting because again, if you want to play devil's advocate, a lot of people are, are you know, I think if I, me and Bobby were talking about this, they're saying like you know, if this was a normal club, yeah, Greg Vanny probably would have been fired by now. Um, but it's not a normal club. We don't function normally. We're completely dysfunctional. We right. like. Like even the correct move is probably the incorrect move. So and vice versa. So um 
when you look at those stats, you're saying, well, you know what? They're putting themselves in a position to win. At that point, these guys got to score. I'll always remember, like, the coach is saying, like, hey, man, I put a game plan out. It's up to them to execute. If they got a shot in front of goal and they're not making it, I can't do anything about it. I can't get on the field to do it for them. They got to do it. That's a mental block, right? So look, man, um, I can put a game plan out and 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 uh, levy high expectations on players that I know. Like you know, I put I put my game out, my game plan out, and part of that game plan includes Kevin Cabral getting to getting into scoring positions and actually taking shots. Now, I've had enough evidence saying Kevin Cabral cannot do that. Kevin Cabral might not even be a good soccer player. Uh, was it, was it you guys that were talking about, uh, whether or not it was, a uh, Kevin Cabral is a good athlete or not? Yeah. Yes. That was on the last show, right? I, yes. I, I have a take on that, but again, if I'm the coach and my game, part of my game plan includes putting Kevin Cabral on the field and putting him in positions to score and then expecting him to score. Is that on Kevin Cabral? You know, very well. Is that on this Kevin is, Cabral? This is where I'm going to defend Greg Vanek. You know, very well that he is not allowed to do that. You know that very well. Okay, okay, but that that's still, you know, but my statement rings true. I put a game plan out and they didn't execute. If if I right? put a game right? plan out based on, hey, these What's are the players the game are got. The game plan is get Kevin Cabral in scoring positions and get him to either feed Chicha or, or you know, make any kind of logical soccer decision. The, 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 again, if, if you're going in there with, I mean, I agree. I think we all agree that Kevin Cabral shouldn't be on the field. You know that you're playing with 10 men when Kevin Cabral is on the field. The thing is, is that you can't put a game plan. If I put a game plan in and says, Douglas Costa, provide me with 70% effort. Is that a good game plan? (laughs) You know, that's not a game plan. (laughs) Right. I, I get, I get what you're you see going. What I'm saying. I, I just, you see what I'm saying. There's, I see what you're saying, balance, but it's not. There's a balance. I am in by. I am by. By the way, I'm just playing devil at, devil's advocate, as for the the like. I have a game plan. The players did execute excuse. Um, when your game plan is stupid, you know. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Messi, and he's gonna spin around twelve guys, and then he's gonna score. Uh, that's not a good game plan. It might <laughs> happen. It might happen, but it's not a good game plan. Um, but you're given the. I mean, he's doing with with the tools that. Well, Kevin Cabral, I think, no. is on him. Kevin Cabral is on no. him. I, I We've said that Costa is probably not on him, and that's just, here, you need to yeah. work with this, right? So he's got to work with it. He can't put a game plan in there that's saying, look, this is my game plan, but you know what? Nobody give the ball to Cabral or, or Costa. Like, that's just not going to happen. You like you, you, uh, you, put, you put Kevin Cabral right back. You move <laughs> Julian Araujo up, <laughs> and um, you start Dejan. But you um, know very, very well that – Greg Vanny is not allowed to bench Kevin Cabral or Costa. Like, there's sure, no way that sure. you're benching him for the rest of the season. So he is basically hostaged in that situation. So he's got to do what what the best he can with what he has. Now, again, you can blame Greg Vanny for bringing in Cabral. And what the hell were you thinking? What did you see? You know, uh, what was, you know, what did yeah. you think was going to happen? But, and, um, and, and I agree. I agree. By the way, that Kevin Cabral is not even a good athlete. Like Bobby was saying, put him in track. Um, I said and, put him in track. Oh, you said put him in track. I yeah. disagree one hundred percent. Even at short distances, he he doesn't have the burst. Uh, the the burst. Okay, let's put him in a, in the hundred meter. He's not going to win that race. He is not beating. I'm not. Well, well no, he, we're not talking. I mean, and, well, and I'm and I'm and I'm not going to even <laughs> compare him to like Usain Bolt. I don't no, just, no, like, no. Like, he's not gonna get off the 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 pace fast enough. Put him in a relay. He's, he's a... not gonna he's not gonna run that 400 fast enough. Like, I don't see. I I get that he has a good top speed, but he's kind of like Bowser in 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 uh, Mario Kart, where it takes him a minute to kind of get to that top speed. Once he gets to that top speed, he's pretty good. But as soon as he's got a turn, I mean, you're, all bets are off, man. <laughs> I mean, look, I, you we're, know, digre- <laughs> we're totally digressing a little him, bit. As soon as you bump but... him, he's done. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to make him be a boxer, and he's probably not very good at that because he probably doesn't have very strong hands. If, if I would say he's a good athlete, he must be a really great, like, ping pong player or something because technically ping pong <laughs> players are athletes. I don't consider ping pong players athletes. Well, but that's I, not, 
There it is. But, yeah, that that kind of goes to your point. Are, but they still are. My argument wasn't that he was a good athlete. I never said that he's a world class athlete. You're you're I saying say like oh, it, I just say I'm he's an he's athlete, a functional athlete. He's a functional athlete. He's just not a good world class one. He could, could still be an athlete. He could be an average one. That, that that and I'm saying I'm not even saying oh he could I be mean, a, a decent like baseball player. No. Whatever, it's still an athlete. He's certainly not a soccer player. Anyways, we're totally digressing here. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you're looking at that, and you're just kind of saying, well, the Galaxy are putting themselves in position to win. They're just not doing it. And again, um, that may not entirely be Greg Vanny's fault. It might be just, you know, the, the personnel that you have, I, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I just, I think, you know, we, we've said it a million times. I think that the Greg Vanny is at fault for like some micro decisions that happening that happen in game uh you know like that that uh was the that LAFC one is a prime well, example of, of making yes. bad subs at the wrong time or not having the the balls to make the subs when he needed to make the subs rather than you know holding off to see right. what was going to happen i think that we've heard that a little bit too often from Greg Vanny oh i wanted to see what was going to happen um or how they were going to react to this it's like no man you you need to execute your game plan you can't second guess it you, um, you ain't Phil, but, you ain't Phil Jackson, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, it's it's we know what the main problem is. It's the the, right, the culture, yes. the it's, mentality. It's, yeah. it's the the ambition of the club, the way they do business, the way that they get they get bamboozled and swindled by agents going like, hey, yeah, Mike Ciani, uh, all all you need to do is bring a McLaren over for him, and uh, he'll sign for you for five years. Um, you know, Jorgen Shelvik, like you, you guys mentioned last last week too. Uh, Rolf Filcher is another good example that you guys brought up of of a a guy who, if you would have watched him play soccer, you probably went, mm, maybe not. Um, all of these, all of these signings, uh, it 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 does not surprise me at all. Uh, you know, getting confirmation of the things that we got confirmation from last week. I know I didn't get to talk about it, so here I am talking about it. Um, but you know, I, I don't think that it's not relevant again this week because we continue to see, um, well, I guess, I guess I should say, are we continuing to see the same pattern or are we starting to see a shift? I think if, uh, you know, the, the rumor that, that was being talked about a lot last week was that Luis Suarez, is that the galaxy going out and getting them? Or is that another agent that says like, Hey, here's a way to, for you to get some money and live a nice life in LA. Um, now the the new rumored signing of uh, Ricky Puig. We're gonna go with Puig until corrected. Puig. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Ricky Puig. Um, he's he's a young guy. He's coming from from uh, Barcelona. A lot of the a lot of the comments uh, from like the Barcelona fan pages that I saw was like, oh, man, this kid's career is over. Why is he choosing this path? Uh, yeah, he's he's pretty much just going to retire now. Um, this is a bad move for a guy. He can go to any team, like a, a mid-table, whatever, in Europe. Um, is this a guy who – is this – okay. Is this a Vanny guy? Is this an we, agent recommendation? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Rumors are that he is so. Th there's been several s reports confirming that there's been a verbal agreement. So yeah. nothing has been signed yet. It's not official. It hasn't been. You know, the Galaxy still very much need to find a way to get him on the team. They need an international spot. I, I saw they three don't years. have one. Um, so the the contract is rumored to be three years with an option. So it's basically the standard DP deal. At least that's what Chicha got. Um, you know, not. Um, but it's also pretty much what has been. That's what every got. other whatever. Siani <laughs> got like three. Shelby got four or five. Um, but the, the the three year option, that's been kind of the um, standard for Greg Vanny, right? And so this kind of fits that mold in that, hey, young guy, three years, right? We're not just looking for a loan. We're not just looking for a quick fix here. You need to be here for more than half a season before we, you know, have to renegotiate or whatever. So this fits the mold, which is, again, more evidence as to why Douglas Costa seems like 
uh, a guy that was forced on Vanny. Like, hey, here's an aging superstar with a bunch of injuries, and uh, he's a name, but he's in 30s. Like, it just doesn't yeah, make any I think sense. Age, and, I think the Douglas Costa age has a lot uh, more to do with it than, than uh, <clears throat> you know, than, than he's also only at, like, here, Vanny's. Um, but he's also only here for a year. I mean, if he's talking. It was 18 months, I think. Well, yeah, it was a six month loan year, plus a year. Yes, so it's a year. So it, it's a loan for this for this year, and then it's it's, it's no, that uh, loan is up. The loan is up, right? And then we we, we have through next season. So yeah. it's kind of like okay, well, again, it's not that like you know normal three year that you know literally every other signing under Greg Vanny has gotten. So again, it's it just seems a little odd. Anyways, so um, now you have this kid, Ricky Puig. Um, a lot of people are, well, they're not hating on it. And obviously the reason you're not hating on it is because it's a guy coming from Barcelona. It's not Barcelona B, it's the A team. And he was, depending on who you want to believe or, you know, how you want to do this, it's like, you know, he was the kind of the future of Barcelona. I think Xavi came in and said, yeah, it's not going to be in the plans or it's not in his plans. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, Barcelona had the intention of he's going to be, I mean, so, someone even compared him to Iniesta and Xavi probably just laughed at it. It's like, no, he's not. And then, yeah, <laughs> we, you know, uh, because if, if, if he is, you know, another Iniesta, there's zero chance that he doesn't get on the field. Right. And, and, and he's and, definitely going to be thing. in your plans. And here's the thing. Barcelona is in huge financial trouble. Right. Like they need to, they, they sold, uh, but they're still buying they're, players. They, yeah. Yeah. They sold well, but there's a reason that they, that, that they're allowed to buy players right now. Um, so the, the Cooligans actually broke down and like exactly what the, the mechanisms are, but they sold like part of their TV rights, which is, I don't think they've yeah. ever done. They sold like yeah. part of their, the, um, the like naming rights or something to something, um, which again they've never really done before, and they raised something like seven hundred million dollars. I think they're still like a hundred million upside down. Um, so, based on what the team has, um, that's what they're allowed. They're only allowed to spend like twenty five twenty five percent of the um, the revenue on players or something like that, and. I think they're with their current salary, it's there's something like 181 million over budget. So like they're at negative 181 million or something like that. Um, which is why they're not buying a lot of players. Like they bought Lewandowski. Um, I don't know if that's a normal Barcelona signing because <laughs> Lewandowski is what like 33. I don't know. He's still scoring goals. Yeah, he's still scoring goals. So. But but again, like you know. So the, the fact that they're bringing this over, this guy over, it doesn't seem like we're paying a transfer fee. It doesn't seem like he's going to be a DP at least this season. Um, I don't know what mechanism well, we would have to make him a DP this season. We don't know. Well, okay, um, so there's a couple things that we don't have, we don't know any of this. But if I'm a team in serious financial trouble and I have an asset. Even though he's not in my plans, even though he's, he, he, you still, it still carries the reputation of here's a guy that came up through La Masia, here's a guy who's played for for Barcelona. He was going to be the next Xavi Iniesta or whatever. That is still that still carries weight and giving, um, you know, getting a team some like lowly like Premier League team or something like that to sign a player like this. Um, I, I really don't know what deal is happening to make him come over here. And is it is this is this the kid that like PK slept with his mom? Is that the same kid? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> um. Okay. So then I would understand. So, so it sounds that you're not a fan of the signing. Like, I, no, I just don't know how it works. It's and it's a little fishy to me. Again, it it kind of smells of agent recommendations. Um, okay, so here's where I'll break it down. Obviously, we know 
our scouting network or yeah. lack if, thereof. Look, if he works uh, out, if he works you know. out, and 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 Mikey Stevens brought in Ricky Puig and um and uh, uh, Gaston Robin. Brugman, I'd be like, hey man, Mikey Stevens, good job, buddy. <laughs> But um, I, I somehow right somehow somehow I, yeah. something's telling me that's not that's, that's not right that's not it that's not it. Um, okay, so like what's motivating Barcelona to sell this kid to us? A twenty-two-year-old kid. Here's the what's thing. motivating them to sell him. I that's, that's okay. what I'm wondering. It, it, here's the thing. I I will admit that uh, obviously I I don't know too much about the kid. I will say this that. If you are on Barcelona, if you went up through the Barcelona's academy and you're on Barcelona's A squad and you've played for Barcelona's A squad and in meaningful games, you're at the very least on the bench, ready to go if need be called on, you're probably significantly, again, uh, skill-wise, you're probably better than any random MLSer. Even the DPs, if I'm being perfectly honest. You're talking about a 22-year-old kid who now has motivation, right? It's not like he's going to come here for a vacation. It's not like he's 32 and trying to revive his career. He's basically, I'm going to kickstart this. We now know that MLS is very much a stepping stone to bigger paydays back in Europe. So it's not that he's washed up. He's just getting started. Right, he's on the up, and he's played in Barcelona. He's not playing in second division France, where nobody knows who the hell he is. Right, he's he's playing in one of the best known teams in the on the planet. The guy has got to have some skill. There is no way you can deny that. There's got to be some skill. Does that translate here? Again, you would think so, but as I said, with every other signing, I take away and see approach. I can't get excited for anything. I will say that this is probably a good signing. On paper, this is a good signing, right? I'm not going to get excited for a second division player. Not going to get excited for a player that, again, like, okay, where are you coming from? Championship, all right, whatever. You know, uh, here's uh, coming from Serie B. Gaston, even if he is good and he's a, he's a piece, he's not the guy, right? He's not like, this is it. This is my game changer. This is the piece that we're missing. This seems like the piece that you might be missing. You're missing a cam. You're a central midfielder. He can hold the ball. He can break through defenses. And he's 22. He played on Barcelona. Pretty sure his soccer IQ is going to be pretty high up there compared to MLS. I think that this is a good signing. I'm not saying it's going to be successful. Remember, really can't be successful under the current administration. But I will give credit where credit's due. If they pull this off, we don't know how that's going to happen. Now, there's several ways that people are theorizing how this could happen. One is it could be prorated, right? And this season could be a TAM deal and um, for the rest of the year. And then next season, you bump into DP. Chirito's contract uh, will expire. They have an option on him. It's very, very likely. We've known this for even since the beginning, that's probably his option. Wally won't be picked up. So there's your DP spot open. That's one. The other thing is, and this becomes a little bit more interesting. I was talking to uh, Chris Tucker over on the Riot Squad because he had mentioned that this is your ticket to Kevin Cabral going away. Kevin Cabral was pretty much had job security because he guaranteed three other players on the Galaxy stay on the roster because of his contract. So that's Julian Araujo, who they're not going to part with, Efrain Alvarez, meh, whatever, and then Dion Jovalich. Those three guys are here because, and under the salary that they're in, under the under-22 initiative, they're there because of Kevin Cabral. You get rid of Kevin Cabral, those other three guys got to go too, right? You can't do it. With Puig here, you can still keep those three guys. So you're saying you can probably deal Kevin Cabral out else elsewhere i said last week that the that the dp that has the most value is in fact chicharito he's still a name people are still going to want him right he's still scoring goals maybe not the pace that we would like him or people expected him to but 
The guy is putting in work. He's not fully a bust. Not like Costa. He stayed healthy all season. Uh, rumors that he might be called to the national team. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, there's that. There's still value in him. Yeah. There was no really any value in Kevin Cabral. He's I mean, certainly but, not in But honestly, honestly, you do everything you can to Tam Chicha if you're going to pick him, if you're going to keep him. You don't, you there's don't no put way. him on a DP spot. There's, don't th- there's, there's, there's no way that they're tamming Chicha for this. Right. Like, that, that, that's just not going to happen. There's 0% chance that happening. So Tucker was saying that, you know, it's easier to get Kevin Cabral out of here now. Now, obviously, there's not an MLS. Market, he's not in the MLS market, right? There's there's literally no team that's going to pick him up. I don't care if it's San Jose right. or Kansas City. There's no team that's going to pick Kevin Cabral up in MLS. What he was saying, and I found interesting, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but it's a possibility. He said a French player, regardless of where you're coming from, a French player being a failure in MLS and a spectacular failure, right? It's not even that, oh, you underperform. You are spectacularly failing. You're on national TV and being called not a soccer player, right? He is right. failing spectacularly. This is not good for his career. The kid is still only 21 years old. So it's not like, okay, there's no other option for him, right? He still, again, could get his career back on track. It's just not going to be in MLS. It's got to be somewhere else. If he goes back to, you know, to Ligue 2, whatever, could you find somewhere else that's going to take him. It's not going to be in Division One, but you go into Division Two. So yeah. either. So you, what do you do with that contract? Like you can't. So you either. You're so not either, gonna, You're not going to get somebody else to buy him out of his contract. So either again, you get at some sort of Division Two player who says, "Okay, we can mold him," or he's a better fit here. Um, you know, because again, he he gets into positions. He's just not finishing it. So hey, maybe we can get. You know, it's going to be easier to do here than it is. Uh, in MLS, we talked about how Efra may not be a good MLS player, but if you put him in Liga Emekis, he might do you know significantly better. Maybe he does better in second division France. Maybe he does better in second division Portugal. You know, somewhere else where he might you know be able to be more productive. So you might sell you know be able to uh, get that contract going there. The other part, uh, or you can send him to uh, uh, Sweden. What, what's the what's the the, the team that he <laughs> yeah. owns? Yeah, so you send him over there, right? So the other thing that he said, and this is interesting, is you terminate the contract. It has to be mutual, obviously, because you're not just going to buy him out. At least, I mean, you could. It's another black eye, but um, is terminate mutually terminate the contract? And which I thought, well, he's going to give up three well, years why, of payments. Yeah, why? Why would he? Why would you do that? What his argument was: this is something that, again, you are failing spectacularly. You will continue to fail spectacularly. At the end of this, you will be still somewhat in your prime, but you're going to start your decline soon, right? You're going to be at, at 25 years old. You're still there, but you're about a year or two off before you get your peak and you start declining. You need to regain your form really fast now. In theory, I agree. Does he? Because I think theory, he has. A, I, I mean, he has his. He has his, his ping pong career. Don't forget. The, <laughs> I agree in theory that the best move for him is yeah, terminate the contract. I need to go somewhere else ASAP. Do something better, and hopefully, you know, do something better then, and then maybe move up the ladder there. Maybe not as high as you know uh, he once would have thought uh, or would have hoped for. Um, again, in theory, I, I agree with that. He said that it's probably in his best interest to do that, and it's probably in his best interest as his agent convince him to do that. And of course, if this deal is going, you know, going through, and if that's one of the avenues, then Galaxy's probably trying to convince his agent of doing that as well, right? But again, in theory, I agree with it that it is in his best interest to hey, we need a fresh start ASAP, and rather than wait it out, knowing that you're probably not going to get any better in this league. Um, but whether or not it actually happens, that's, you know, obviously, um, we'll find out in the coming days because, uh, this has to be done before Thursday, August 4th. So again, if you're to believe the, 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 the reports, um, I think the biggest one has been bleacher report has basically confirmed that there was a verbal agreement here. Um, so, um, there is a very strong possibility. I haven't checked Josh's uh, chart. I have to imagine it's pretty mm. high, though. I have to imagine it's pretty high. Usually, J- Josh, 
will say something, yeah, don't pay attention to this. He hasn't confirmed anything, but he has been retweeting uh, some of these reports. So um, there's got to be some sort of truth uh, to this. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he pulled off. By the way, um, if you do happen to go that avenue where you get rid of Kevin Cabral and you're still able to keep your 322s because, again, Puig counts as a young DP, um, you wouldn't have to go out and buy another international spot. You would just take Kevin Cabral's. So there are different avenues uh, that they can take. Um, the signing does make sense. Again, I personally, for I'll give, I will give credit where credit to do. If it does go down that route where Kevin Cabral is gone and you bring in this kid, I will give credit where credit is due and say this is brilliant. You know, you 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 did two very very good things. Fool's here. gold, but fool's gold, Lewis. Fool's uh, gold. It it very much could be. Fool's Again, gold. I'm not excited for this. Uh, be, and again, uh, with any other signing, I can't be. It's impossible for me to do it. Um, but it does provide. Uh, it looks like they're being a little bit cautious, but uh, for the most part, the Galaxy fan base seem to be pretty content with this. They're kind of excited about this. They're not Ronaldo excited, but they're excited. It's a young kid. It's coming from Barcelona. You know he's got some skills. He fits a position of need. He's a central midfielder. He can break down defenses. He can hold the ball. He has a vision. He has a skill. Is he the missing piece? Well, who knows? What I also fear about this kid is that a lot of people might put a lot of expectation on this guy, right? They didn't put – they put expectation on Kevin Cabral, but they were very cautious. Like, okay, you're DP. We'll see what happens. And then, of course – we saw what happened. Now <laughs> the fact that now the fact that you're coming from Barcelona and that you fit that position, like I think there's going to be a lot of you know if you're a DP, you know it comes with the territory. There's going to be a lot of expectation on the 22 year old. So, um, you know, obviously we're being set up for massive failure again. But it does look like hey, we sign them and you put them in there, and you're able to break down defenses and you know again. We'll see what happens if you're already creating without that central, you know, role. And if you're able to create more, hopefully you get those chances in, then who knows? And there's a renown. There, there seems to be a sense of hope now, which is kind of ironic on opt out day. Don't you think? <laughs> uh, again, I'm not putting that much stock i will give credit that this is a good signing um but um whether it's a successful signing is uh, yet to be seen and like i said I, I will take a wait and see approach um it seems to check every every box for the most part uh, uh twitter handles around the league whether it's uh mls buzz or uh just other you know yeah we, uh, we the matt doyle yeah, so so it's like it's gotten people's attention. Like, hey, this is a really good signing, right? Um, so, and I and I agree. Again, on paper, this seems good. It, it's it's um, you know you're not going in second division France to to try to find a diamond in a rough without a scouting department, um, but you are going at least to a guy who's who's been who's played on Barcelona's A side in meaningful games if, and going through their academies. There's a skill level there. Um, if, if so, Mike Stevens, if Mike Stevens has done anything right. He's looked at the list and gone, hmm, Barcelona. That sounds like a good team. Right. Let's see if anybody's <laughs> – let's see if there's anybody there. It's, right. it, it would be one of the most no-brainer things of all time. Right. Um, but they never did it before. So, again, credit where credit's due. Um, so, yeah. Um, so now you have uh, that summer signing, Right. Like you, we thought that. Well, who are we gonna bring? That's gonna still be still Cabral. Changer? I mean, it's still Costa. It's Costa. It's still Costa. Um, but if this if you actually just get him going, it's uh, this is your game changer right here, or at least this is what you're, you're signing him for. This could be but, very well a game changer. So, yeah, because Brugman wasn't a game changer. But, he was but just he also, like no, but puzzle. I, but I think I, I, and I haven't really given my opinion on Brugman either. Um, I think that he's been fine. He's been solid, like steady. Um, but. Looking at looking at this guy, he does look like a like a leaf. You know, he doesn't look like he's gonna be able to. He might struggle with the physicality of MLS. So I'm I'm a little worried there. I don't know. He's coming from Italy. It's a pretty physical league. Barcelona. I, I, oh, I, I thought you were talking about Brugman. 
No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Puig. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people uh, will kind of underestimate the the physicality of the league, and you know, yeah. Um, again, he, he looks like like maybe Cabral. He looks could right. Push him over. Uh, <laughs> maybe that was his sparring partner. <laughs> yeah. Um. We'll see. Like I said, I think this could be a game changer. I'm not holding my breath, but credit requires you. I think this is a good signing. Um, but um, but yeah, I uh, until proven otherwise, I have still called the season. We're going up against uh, right now, currently holding the wooden spoon, Kansas City this weekend. Obviously, listen to balls and beers for our predictions there. Um, go back two or three weeks for the rundown of the remaining schedule of how I think we're going to do with the remaining games. Um, but um any other final thoughts um clean out and that does it for us here in episode 268 uh oh uh, there's a league cup game blah 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 this is david signing off good night everybody and uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Pray that nobody gets hurt. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button and we'll see you in the next episode.